News Nation This Hour, I'm Dick Vaughn. Top U.S. infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci is warning Americans who choose not to get a COVID-19 vaccine. If you get infected, even if you are without symptoms, you very well may infect another person who may be vulnerable, who may get seriously ill. So in essence, you are encroaching on their individual rights. Fauci joined ABC's this week. He still doesn't expect to see widespread nationwide coronavirus restrictions and lockdowns like last summer. More Americans are getting a COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC says nationwide inoculations on Saturday went above 800,000. And that was the fifth straight day that more than at least 700,000 Americans got the vaccine. The Biden administration is expanding the number of Afghans eligible for refugee status in the U.S. The AP's Sagar Meghani reports. Until now, the State Department planned to bring to America Afghans who worked directly for the U.S. government. It's now creating another category for those who did not but may be at risk due to U.S. affiliation. That now includes current and former employees of U.S.-based news organizations and aid groups in Afghanistan. The Poor People's Campaign is holding a march and rally today in Washington, D.C. It's gone on. Somebody's hurting my brother and it's gone on. And all together we sing. Oh, somebody's hurting my brother. They're demanding more voter rights protections and higher wages. American comedian, actress Kathy Griffin revealed this morning a stage one lung cancer diagnosis, says surgeons plan to remove half her left lung. Poland has granted Belarusian Olympic sprinter Kristina Simonuskaya asylum. She's in Tokyo. Pavel Latushka is a Belarusian dissident in Poland. First of all, they are ready to give her a national visa. Secondly, they will um, organize any consulate and diplomatic assistance. Simonuskaya told Polish authorities she feared for her safety if forced to fly back to Belarus. And U.S. women's basketball and volleyball is on track in their quest for gold. U.S. women's soccer has been been eliminated from gold contention. Instead, they'll face Australia for the bronze. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Employers are increasingly losing patience with unvaccinated workers. A growing number of businesses are requiring their employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Alarmed by the rise of the more contagious Delta variant and frustrated that vaccination rates in the U.S. have plateaued. Meanwhile, Florida setting a new record for COVID-19 hospitalizations on Sunday. Shelley Adler reports. While an increase in vaccinations will help, more immediate measures are needed. That's according to Jason Salemi, an associate professor of epidemiology at the University of South Florida. If we don't start to implement things that block transmission, we're going to continue to see increased numbers of cases, and not just cases, but indications of severe illness. And while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has resisted mandatory mask mandates, other leaders are pushing for the protection. Sadly, there has also been a big rise in the number of children with the virus at hospitals in Miami, many of them needing intensive care. I'm Shelley Antler. Also at SRNews.com, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy joked over the weekend that it would be hard for him not to use a gavel on Speaker Nancy Pelosi if the GOP wins control of the House in next year's midterm elections. Bernie Bennett has more. At a dinner this weekend, members of Tennessee's Republican congressional delegation gave McCarthy an oversized gavel with the words, Fire Pelosi, on it. McCarthy reportedly joked it would be hard not to hit her with it, but I will bang it down. 
Several Republican leaders from Tennessee, including Governor Bill Lee and Senator Marsha Blackburn, were reportedly in attendance of the $250 plate dinner event. Democrats hold a slim majority in the House, and Republicans are looking to flip enough seats in the 2022 midterm election to give the GOP control of the lower chamber and make McCarthy speaker. Bernie Bennett in Washington. That on Wall Street, the Dow ahead four points, the Nasdaq 54 points higher. This is SRN News. Republican governors and members of Congress lending support to abortion restrictions in Mississippi. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster rounded up a coalition of 12 governors signing on to a brief to the U.S. Supreme Court in support of Mississippi, which wants to enforce its abortion ban after 15 weeks of pregnancy. A similar brief was filed by 228 Republican members of the House and Senate. The high court is set to hear a legal challenge to the law later this year. Greg Clugston, SRN News. Former Vice President Mike Pence, one of the highest profile backers of Mississippi's attempt to overturn the Supreme Court's 1973 ruling that legalized abortion, Pence announced that his organization, Advancing American Freedom, filed an amicus brief in the case. In a statement, the former vice president said that he's, quote, seeking to protect the right to life and to restore respect for the sanctity of life. This is SRN News. Colorado officials say mudslides caused extreme damage to a major interstate, Interstate 70, leaving it clogged with boulders and rocks and no word on when it might reopen. Forecasters have warned of the potential of more flash floods across the Rocky Mountain and Green Basin errors. Wildfires across the west have left many hillsides more susceptible to erosion. Digital payments company Square has agreed to acquire Afterpay. Square says it will pay about $27 million for all of the Australian company's shares. Square allows retailers to process credit card transactions using devices that plug into tablets or smartphones. The San Francisco-based company expects to close the deal in early 2022 with plans to integrate Afterpay into its services, enabling merchants to offer customers the option to pay for goods without relying on a credit or debit card. Rhonda Rockster reporting. More details at srnnews.com. All right, thank you so much for that great news. It's always important to be informed. We are back with Miss Chance Speak Up. My name is Keith, your host, and I get a chance to chat with a longtime caller of Sound Off, Chad Crabtree, about the fair and their participation or non-participation, and also about some uh, political things that are coming up. So let's go ahead and get started with our interview with Chad Crabtree. Hi, Chad. Hey, Keith. How are you? Can you hear me all right? Doing just fine. Welcome to Michiana Speak Out. Speaking to Chad Crabtree. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Oh, thanks for being our guest on the program this afternoon. I know um, our motorsports gentleman, Ron Varash, was trying to connect, and he was having some sluggish internet. So how about you? Did you have any problems connecting? Uh, it took me a little bit to get it up and running, but it uh, looks like we're uh, in business now. So There we go. There we go. So talk to me about the fair and the Democrats and uh, everything. How did it go? Well, um, we were not at. Uh, probably a time in oh in recent memories probably 20 years the democrats did not have a booth nor did were we in the parade this year um we oh my goodness um, i thought they were 
No, unfortunately we were not. Um, you know, I was kind of on the fence about it for a while uh, and then made the not to do it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this, this isn't, this is a not election year, as we like to say a gap year. So there's no Elkhart County or the state of Indiana per se this year. Um, and the, the fair booth itself, for those who remember, we're at a prime location in one of the buildings um, at the end. Um, and that's, that's a premium spot. So there are, that is a costly location. So um, we made the decision not to do it this year. Now in doing so, we would lose our prime spot. Um, but you know, in, in looking at the numbers and the, you know, the, that old saying, the cost benefit analysis, it didn't work out well. I mean, it was about six, $700 insurance, extra tickets, um, you know, the time of, of getting volunteers to staff it. It just wasn't a good uh, financial decision for the Democratic Party. So we opted to forego it this year, but we will um, be in the fair next year. Uh, we won't be in the prime location, one of the end spots, um, but we'll be at one of the, the smaller uh, locations, which is more affordable in that sense. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you got to look at the cost and look at the benefits and everything. By the way, did you hear the uh, news about Jeff Siegel? He has decided to uh, put his hat back into the ring and for another term as the uh, Elkhart County Sheriff. I have not heard. Uh, I have not heard that. Um, so that's news to me. I, I, I obviously wouldn't be surprised. Um, typically, sheriffs do get two terms and and run for two terms. So, uh, um, you know, that's not surprising. But I, I wish Sir Sheriff Siegel well. All right. Do you know of anybody that might try to run against him? Um, on the Democratic side, I have not heard anybody that wishes to run for sheriff. Um, of course, I haven't heard anybody on the Republican side that wants to run for sheriff either. So uh, uh, currently, at this point, I have not heard any rumblings on any public office um, thus far. All right. So where we stand right now, looking forward to the 2022 election, uh, are there any names that are sticking out? or that we need to be aware of um, that will be running for any kind of office next year in the midterms? Well, um, the midterms, obviously with 2022, we have uh, Senator Young's uh, position. His Senate seat is up for reelection. And there are three individuals that have expressed, none locally, um, that expressed uh, interest in, in getting that seat. Um, Hanifa uh, Kalik, from Gary, uh, I know Mayor Tom McDermott from Hammond, and uh, Valerie McCray, I believe she's from Indianapolis, have all expressed interest in that position. Uh, they're in the, you know, as, as you may know, I'll remind you that if you want to run for statewide office, uh, Senate or Congress, you would have to get, um, you would have to run for uh, a statewide office. I'm sorry, you'd have to get petitions signed and and done. Uh, 500 per congressional district. So those Senate candidates are going to have to work to get uh, petitions signed, 500 signatures of registered voters in those congressional districts from across the state. As for Congress, I have not yet heard um, of any anyone yet. Uh, I know one individual has kind of kind of expressed interest, but I don't think she's publicly um, come out and say she's going to run for Congress. Um, in, in that sense, uh, but you know, we also have several statewide offices up, uh, state auditor, state treasurer, and uh, secretary of state 
um, you know, remind you that Secretary of the current former Secretary of State Connie Lawson has re resigned, and former State Representative of uh, Holly Sullivan replaced her. So should she decide to run again, this would be her first full election um, to that office on the Republican side. So Democrats oh. are actually looking and, and looking for candidates uh, to nominate for those positions. All right. And how can they do so if they want want to uh, run for any position? Do they get in touch with you? If they want to if, if they want to run in touch, if they want to run uh, for public office at any level, I would encourage them to contact myself on the Democratic Party side, or if they're interested in the Republican, contact my counterpart Dan Holtz. Um, if they want to run for any office on either ticket. All right. Sounds good. Well, Chad, I want to thank you for joining us here on the podcast. It'll be up and I'll be sending you the link to the, to the show here soon. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again and we'll have some time to uh, reminisce about the good old sound off days. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. You have a great evening. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. And we'll be back. Hi. Good evening. This is John Schaefer, and I want to encourage the listeners to share this station with your family and friends, and even share it on your own personal Facebook page. We need more listeners, and we need people that will tune in on a daily basis, listen to the various numerous broadcasts, and uh, tell us what you think. Go back to the Facebook group site and tell us what you think, and tell your friends to listen in. We would appreciate that so much here at the SME station. Have a great week. And as always, thank you for listening. I heard the COVID-19 vaccine has And the thing all... I heard about the vaccine... Sure, but do we really know about the long-term effects? Did you read that heart? thing on the internet? He about heard that? from his cousin that they don't... Okay, you're hearing a lot of talk about the COVID-19 vaccines these days. So how do you find out if getting vaccinated is right for you? By talking to someone you already trust, your doctor or healthcare provider. They'll answer your questions so you can decide what's best for you and your family. Go to GetVaccineAnswers.org to find out more. That's GetVaccineAnswers.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. All right. That was a wonderful interview with Chad. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. And we will be talking to some more important guests. One of the things that I'm looking forward to is talking about the foster care system and adoptions. And hopefully this week I'll get a chance to talk with one young gentleman He's in his young 20s that has been in 50 foster homes in and out of Elkhart County. So it's just an amazing story. I met this young gentleman, and uh, I think you're just going to be moved and shocked at the story that this young gentleman will have to give in a future interview, hopefully this week. In addition to that, another lady whose father and mother... Um, she was adopted, but she was first a foster in the family, and that particular couple was able to foster over 40, about 48 kids. So we're going to learn about that side of fostering. Also, uh, 
coming up hopefully later this week. So let's go ahead and continue on with our typical programs this afternoon. The weather is really good. Enjoy it. Temperatures will be raising up into the 80s. And uh, so just get out and take a walk and enjoy the weather. It's not going to be stinking hot. So have a good one, gang, and continue to enjoy the programming here in this afternoon's podcast. Greetings. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome to Happy and Whole in Him and happy Monday to you. Now, your first thought may be uh, Pastor Joel being funny with that happy Monday greeting. You have a sense of humor, Pastor Joel. And you're right. But not because I said happy Monday, which may seem to us like trying to push together two magnets at the wrong ends. So let me ask today's question. Why do we start most weeks thinking happy shouldn't be the norm? Why do we start Monday morning thinking happy should not be the norm. When I ask that, most folks, they'll point to circumstances. How can I be happy with all these difficulties, my job, family stress, finances, or they'll point to bigger issues, bigger circumstances like the pandemic, civil unrest, politics. But by pointing at these, you know what we're saying? We're saying, when this changes, or when this circumstance ends, or when I have this, then I'll be happy. But here's the thing. Countless studies show that tough circumstances have little to no effect on our long-term happiness. And any improvement often makes us only more miserable because it doesn't last or it doesn't make us as happy as we thought it would. We're all like Goldilocks, you know, the little girl who ran from one thing to another and mostly she was disappointed. And when she did find something just right, well, it didn't last. So why are we like Goldilocks? Well. First, because we are hardwired for happiness, but secondly, because our affections are too weak, set on things that cannot satisfy our hearts, so our hearts aren't delighting as they should. Here's the answer. Psalm 37, 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The order of this sentence is important. God won't give us all our desires, all we want, and as a result, then we delight in him. Rather, we start by delighting in the Lord, and then we find our hearts satisfied. And this works. Consider the life of the happiest human in history. Do you think Jesus rolled out of bed on a Monday all stressed out, wishing he didn't have to face the world, gritting his teeth, worried about his week? No. Jesus never said when this changes, or when this circumstance ends, or when I have this, then I'll be happy. And good thing, because Jesus' world was a much bigger mess than ours. You know, plagues were normal back then. Foreign soldiers occupied every street corner. The national leaders were awful. One day they would kill folks sitting in church, and another day they'd kill every baby in town. And every week, think Jesus had to deal with boneheaded disciples, constant crowds, religious folks smearing his name, plotting his death. Oh, and how would you like to hear that your family thinks you're mental? But Jesus walked through this life filled with joy because Jesus delighted in the Lord. And in turn, the Lord gave him the desires of his heart. Remember, the order is important. Jesus did not set his desires on good circumstances first. Jesus knew the human heart is wired for happiness that only someone bigger can give us. Jesus delighted in the Lord, not in the things the Lord created 
not in the circumstances in a broken world hopefully going right this week. Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And as we delight in Him, learn to love what He loves, our heart's desires are changed and we learn happiness in this world. We no longer seek delight in the gifts, all those things you know God has made in this world. Instead, we delight in the giver through and in the gifts He gives which means our heart desires are met more and more and more. And this is the antidote to our plague of negativity, to anxiousness over all the bad circumstances around us. In fact, Psalm 37 will also tell us how fretting over matters only tends towards evil. And we can see that's true today. Imagine what our community would look like if more of us were delighting instead of fretting. So let us start looking at life circumstances through a new lens because we're delighting in the Lord. Remembering God went to such extreme measures in sending His most precious gift in order to purchase for us eternal happiness. Start off this Monday by meditating on this verse, delight yourself in the Lord, and give Him thanks for all the good things you have, and look for new mercies. And when tough circumstances come, ask Him to help you to view these in light of eternity. You will find He has and will give you far more than all you could have asked or imagined. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth to bring joy to the world. I confess that I struggle to see joy in a world filled with many sorrows. Help me today to delight in the fact that for all my days, I have a loving Father, the Spirit as my constant comforter, and you as my friend. Amen. Here are some events that are happening around the community as well as some thoughts. We have the Indiana State Fair started on July 30th and will run through Sunday, August 22nd. We have Stuff a Bust happening at Walmart partnering with the Salvation Army on August 6th through the 8th. Buy your school supplies to help a local child in need. We have the Grand Prix coming to downtown Elkhart on August 13th through 14th. Artbeat coming to South Bend on August 21st. The Taste of Gardens happening at Wellfield Gardens in Elkhart, Indiana on August 22nd. The Napanee Friday Fest, August 13th from 5 to 9 p.m. For anyone that likes classic cards, Essen House has a cruise-in that runs every Thursday through September 30th, with the next one happening on August 5th. If you like listening to music, Wellfield Gardens in Elk- Elkhart has a groove in a garden summer concert-, concert series that begins August 5th and runs every Thursday until August 19th. On July 30th, there was a meeting at the Roosevelt Center in Elkhart talking about violence, unity, diversity, where we need to stop. And this followed the recent shooting in Southside Elkhart where a 19-year-old was shot. We need to pray for Southside Elkhart. Pray for everyone in the community surrounding you. That this gun violence on young people can somehow come to an end. There's other ways to figure out conflicts. On August 1st, there was a community, a life event held at Belmont Midnight Church, sponsored by Belmont Neighborhood Fellowship and New Beginnings. We came together as a community to celebrate life. We had music provided by New Beginnings worship team and Fishers and Men. I myself ran activities such as sidewalk chalk bubbles, 
yard games, had a cornhole tournament. There's our station. We can recreate, be creative. There was food. We had, there was special guest appearance that appeared during the service. We continue to look at the community for support. It's a way to engage in the community, get to know your neighbors, who your neighbors are, and everything else. Sometimes it's hard to be kind to our neighbors, to get along with our neighbors. But as a community, as the world, as a nation, we need to reflect and embrace. Embrace every race. Embrace every race to the best that you can be. Have a wonderful week. And hope you enjoy some of the events in August, as well as some random thoughts. I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Coping 19. Brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. Do you feel like your emotions are all over the place? That's normal during this abnormal time. There are a number of ways to cope. Maintain a healthy routine, get enough sleep, eat nutritious food, and exercise at least 30 minutes each day. Schedule some time to talk with a friend or family member. And remember, you can always take a few deep breaths to feel more centered. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. Profile America, Monday, August 2nd. A patent awarded on this date 117 years ago literally affected the shape of things to come, specifically the shape of glass things to come. Michael Owens of Toledo, Ohio had invented a machine that could automatically manufacture glass bottles, producing four per second. The 1904 invention standardized and expanded the glass industry. It also enabled tremendous growth in the soft drink and beer industries, making available a less expensive way of packaging their products. Owen's later machines were developed to quickly turn out standard uniform glass jars as we use today. Manufacturing glass containers currently engages 79 establishments and over 14,400 workers in America, with annual business receipts of around $4.7 billion. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov. This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us Monday through Friday and download it here through anchor.fm and the Anchor podcast free of charge through your Google Play Store. On behalf of us at SME, have a good one.